Hello and welcome to episode three of the Bellzona podcast, your go-to podcast for all things coating and engineering. Uh, I'm Richard Bywater, Specification Development Engineer for Bellzona Polymerics. And on today's podcast, we are going to continue with our behind the scenes look at the processes and the people that make Spellzona what it is. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing science to solution, a look at how Belzona develops their products, and hopefully, if we're very lucky, uh, maybe get a little sneak peek into some of the new Belzona solutions that are currently in development. And to dissect this topic today, I'm joined by our very own R&D manager, right here in Belzona Harrogate, Mr. Jason Horn. Jason, welcome. Hello and wel uh, welcome to everyone listening. Great. How, how are you doing today? Are you okay? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, uh, a lovely sunny day in Harrogate, mid yeah. early December, rain, snow on its way, I think. That's but, it. Uh, so sorry if anyone can, can hear that background. It is, uh, yeah, traditional, awful weather here in, 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 in Harrogate, which is great. Um, just before we kick off, just want to say thank you very much for your donation. Oh yes, week. yeah. Well, the tash is looking uh, looking strong, and I'm I'm yeah. glad to contribute to an extra extra month of it. Uh, <laughs> I'd have had to do quite a bit of trimming to get back to to square one to yeah. do November, but great cause. And uh, yeah, for anyone uh, listening, um, look up Richard's uh, Movember page, and it, and if you can uh, dig deep, let's yeah. let's raise some more money for for men's mental health and. Uh, and cancer research. Yeah, so so for everyone listening and unaware, I've, I am currently sporting a, an awful moustache uh, in the uh, in the name of, of uh, charity for for Movember and Jason here, who has a fantastic <laughs> beard anyway, um, is very kindly donated. So uh, so yeah, thank you very much for for that. So uh, for for today's uh, podcast, um, you were well. First off, have, have you ever done anything like this? Uh, no, I, I haven't. This is a this is a first. Uh, not 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 a guy that uh, usually uh, is front and center for videos <laughs> recording. Not not well known for my acting prowess, I would say. But you know, we'll we'll give it a shot and we'll we'll see how it goes. Great, no, going to be fantastic. Uh, and yeah, like you said, I mean R and D. Usually, traditionally, have been a little bit behind the scenes on stuff like this. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think thing, things have changed o over the years. I I'd say I, I think R and D were probably viewed as this sort of uh, black box, closed off, behind the scenes. No one knew what was going on. And I think in more recent <laughs> in recent years, I guess we've we've emerged from our cave and uh, we can be seen, we can be heard. But uh, usually, it's the it's the products that do the talking, I suppose, rather than yeah. the, the chemists. I think that's actually one of the the reasons why we're interested in, in getting yourself on to, to talk about, you know, the kind of stuff that, that you guys do in R&D and give an insight because you do have this kind of uh, behind the scenes uh, to kind of, yeah, hidden away aspect traditionally to it. But, uh, but no, great. Um, so I, I think what we're trying to achieve today is... Like we mentioned, give a little insight into to, to yourself, your role, uh, sure. also what, what R&D does uh, here at Belzona uh, in general, why that that's important, really, not to sound, you know, <laughs> not yeah. like, why are you important, yeah. but, uh, but also so why that's important and also how you go about doing the things that, that, that you guys do. So I think the, the, the most basic way to, to kind of kick it off is, is could you just introduce your role as, as R&D manager and also tell us what, what R&D is here at Belzona and, and the main functions of the department? 
Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I guess I guess before before we get there, then I'll I'll just start with with myself. So I um, I joined the business ten years ago now. Um, started as a, an R and D technician, so that's kind of your your entry level R and D role at, at Bell's owner. That's the the support role. Um, uh, help the chemists with the work. You're you're looking at uh, the testing side of things rather than the creation of the the, the products. Um, really important role. Gives you a very good foundation of the business. You you sort of uh, you get to know your way around the product range, which then helps you progress. Um, so from R and D technician became a chemist, and that's when when you start to own things. This is these are your babies, if you like. The, okay. This is the product development. This is the creation of, of the products and. And that goes through from the, the sort of the, the research side of things where we're, we're looking at raw materials, selecting ingredients, blending, uh, looking to produce products of, of certain levels of performance and so on. And then ultimately you get to, to, to watch your product be made and, and released into the world. Yeah. Uh, and after doing that for a few years, um, yeah, I'm now now the R&D manager and uh, oversee the, the department really. So... The main driver, I guess, as, as everyone's probably aware, is is product development. That's our yeah. primary role. We're we're looking towards um, the future of the company. So, um, you know, new products, uh, potentially new markets, new business, and so on, are, are key key to the growth of the business. And um, you know, it's really good to be involved in that side of things. And actually, from directors, shareholders, there's this continued investment in R and D. Yeah, and that's that's really nice to see. So. For the people that have visited the Harrogate site, um, they'll they'll maybe know that we've recently um, uh, set up a new new testing lab. So that gives yeah. us more capability, um, in, uh, improved capacity, nice clean area, new equipment. So that that's further investment in in the R and D side of things. Uh, and right now, we're just in the process of uh, setting up a new R&D office, which will allow for future growth. So um, we will be looking to expand the team in the future, get some new ideas in. Uh, and yeah, hopefully all of this creates new products, which, um, you know, helps uh, helps the business grow. Yeah, great. You, you mentioned there, I know you've been at Belzona considerable amount of time more than, than myself, me, me being uh, relatively new with my, my two and a half years. Um, that, that's a common theme with the, the R&D team, isn't it? It's not, yeah. uh, there's a lot of people who've got a lot of experience being here. Yeah, and I, I think that's something that that, that that sets us apart, really. Um, I guess there's a term out there, knowledge is power, which, which can be <laughs> overused. But um, if you look at, uh, if you look at the R&D department, collectively, I think um, we've got over 90 years worth of Bell's owner wow. knowledge. Um, so you, you know, we've got uh, Chief Chemist Richard Richard Collett, who's who's been here uh, well over twenty five years. Um, Roxita Purcell, our um, our senior uh, R and D chemist, has has been here over fifteen. The R and D director Jevon, um, uh, again over twenty years, and then we've got other chemists and technicians that that are racking up five yeah. five years and more. So when you combine all that uh, experience and knowledge, it. it it, it's really helpful, you know. Yeah. It's really good for 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 producing um, products. We we know what we're doing, yeah. Uh, and uh, very much a team. We we share share knowledge and experience. And uh, I guess patience is important as as a as a Bell's owner R and D member because uh, it's very hard to find somebody that knows exactly what we do. So yeah. training training is important and uh, getting people up to speed. But 
uh, bringing in people from from new areas of uh, of industry and so on can can add add something different as well. And I, I can massively uh, kind of uh, pay testament to to the collective experience idea that you spoke about. You guys are, are, are my go to on on the particularly technical questions that I receive from from our customers and uh, and stuff, especially in, in regarding the chemistry and and the, the chemical resistance of, of, of certain Belzona products and stuff. And for, for us and also for, for obviously customers using the product to have someone who's potentially, you know, you mentioned the, the longevity of the guys, potentially who've, who've designed the product and been there from the, the, the start of it, being able to give that technical support and advice on a, on a product is, is invaluable. Um, and it is, it's, you know, absolutely testament to you guys. It's fantastic for, for me and, and the end users. That's, uh, that's really appreciated. And I think, I think yeah, it's, it's important. And it, it doesn't just go for R&D. It's, it's across the business. We, we are um, very knowledgeable as a business. We've got lots of experience. Um, we've got a lot of skills. But um, everything's in-house. We, we're we're yeah. not buying formulations from from manufacturers and toll manufacturing things we're, we're in control we we choose the ingredients we use we develop the products to meet the requirements of uh, yeah. of our customers and um, yeah the control leads to to high quality and and long-lasting performance and that that's what we're all about great and it's it's not just you know we're not just talking about a couple of, of product ranges here it's uh for, for everyone who the listeners who, who listen to our, our episode one podcast uh, interview with, with Joel we spoke about the the kind of vast range of products we offer I think it's, it's 80 plus solutions yeah there's a lot on there yeah, you know the series um, keep expanding and you know it's part of part of offering the the complete solution to the yeah. end user I think um, there's no one product that does everything you know we have to tailor the chemistry that the formulations to, to meet the requirements and um, you know being able to offer our, our end users the full system, um, you know, it ultimately it makes it easy to choose Bell's owner, and that that's kind of what we what we want. You don't have to buy your coating from one person, your filler grade from another. Um, it's 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 all there for them. We're we're looking to to um, give them uh, all the options that they need, really. So you you touched on one of the main functions of of the department, primarily being the the product development. So um, I'm really interested to touch on how we come up with these formulas. How, where did the ideas come from for, for new product ranges? Okay, so um, I guess in terms of new ideas, really, the, the answer is ideas can come from anywhere. You know, yeah. um, people say there's no such thing as a, as a, as a bad idea, and, and that's probably true. But it's important that that idea fits with our ethos and our, and our business. We, we're high performance, niche areas. Yeah. Um, we're not commodity materials. Uh, so as long as the idea fits with, with our industries and, um, um, uh, and the markets we're, we're, we're trying to service, then, then it'll always be considered. But I think we can probably split ideas into into sort of two categories, really. And okay. those are the ones that uh, come from the field. They're yeah. the ones where there's an opportunity that exists, so there is a problem that needs fixing. And they're great because um, the market's there. The, there's there's a key set of requirements that, that help feed into, into the R&D brief, which tells us, what we need to make and what it needs to needs to do. Yeah. The only danger there is what is what I touched on before is that 
if the problem already exists, there might be other people uh, already doing this. Okay. And that's not necessarily a problem. Uh, we just need to know what the flaws are in those systems and look yeah. to better it. Um, and the other, the other area really is is kind of in house, and this is this is R and D, this is innovation, this is creativity, this is looking at new ingredients, new raw materials, and trying to push performance from from the chemistry side, and then uh, see where it goes. Then ideally, you match those two things up: opportunity, new technology means interesting, it means yeah. niche, it means unique, really. Uh, and the truly successful products uh, are the ones that, that that bridge those two worlds, really. I'd yeah. say. So it's not just new products, like like you just mentioned. It is a continuous improvement of of existing formulations. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, we as well. So. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. So we have a commitment to continue to support the existing product range. If we can make improvements in terms of ease of use or performance, we'll, we'll look to do that. Um, so 4311, it's a product that's been on the range a, a long yeah. time, but um, a few years ago we, we released a new version of that that was more readily sprayable, okay. you know, lower exotherm, so easier to use, longer overcoat window, but still maintains that, that high performance, that high chemical resistance. So that's our commitment to to improving the range. Um, so ju ju just to, sorry, just to interlude that 4311 is, uh, just for, for those who might be unaware of it, is our, our chemical resistant yes, coating. Yes, that's right. Uh, or particularly chemical resistant. Yeah, so 4311 is is probably our, our frontline uh, chemical resistant system. So this is this is our, our, our lining for some of the most aggressive chemical contacts. So we're talking long-term resistance to um, strong acids and alkalis, so um, chemical containment, bund areas. Um, it's the kind of product you use where nothing else works, really, I yeah. suppose. That, that's where we are. So, um, yeah, it's a product that's been very successful for us. Um, the old version was, was, was very good. There was nothing wrong with it. It's just that uh, there were improvement opportunities there. Things change, technology moves on, uh, requirements move on. So um, with with bigger... Uh, application areas comes a need to 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 apply the product in a different way. You, yeah. you don't necessarily want a man with a brush. You want a spray uh, spray setup so you can cover um, hundreds of square meters in in, in a, sh a relatively short space of time. Um, so yeah, performance is always key to us. So we're always going to look to to make better systems, higher temperature, more chemically resistant, higher strength. Yeah. Um, but the other side of reformulation that that that, that we can't ignore is um, safety. You know, we, you know, safety is really important to us at, at Belzona, and um, regulations change, chemical hazards change. So we'll we'll always uh, look to use uh, the safest materials we can. Uh, and unfortunately, some products um, use chemistries that, uh, when we introduced them, they were they were safe. They didn't have um, hazardous labels. They weren't particularly bad for the environment. But um, with time, these things have been reclassified. So we will look to remove potentially hazardous materials, hopefully before um, yeah. it's an issue. And then that maintains the the product range and keeps our our users as as safe as possible. Uh, and the sooner we do that, the, and the better we do that, it's a, it's another benefit over competitor products. So, what would you say is important in in a, making a good product? What, what are the key design features that you're looking for to to that, that takes a formulation from a um, 
potential stage to a to a to a new Belzona solution. Okay, so the first thing comes with that design brief. So the tighter that design brief is, so we we need to identify what the um, the key performance priorities are. So yeah. what basically, I, I guess this goes across. Um, most um, producers and developers of products, you want to know what are essential. What are the essential things that this product must do? Then the tear down is desirables. Mm. So if you could also introduce this, it would be good because... And then there's also things that, that you cannot have it do. Um, mm. You know, the, there are things that you must avoid. Uh, and then from that brief, we start to consider um, the chemistries and uh, that, that, that would give us that performance and look at ingredients and start start that development process which which tends to be quite kind of a, a cyclic process really we're, we're, we're doing research and selecting raw materials we're blending those raw materials we're we're casting samples creating test pieces generating data reviewing that data and then going back to the raw material selection and we keep keep going through that process and, and until you until you get to something that is coming close to the the product that that you want it to be um, so a lot of time is spent filtering and, and researching and uh, and sometimes you get to, to towards an endpoint quite quickly others it, it takes um, uh, many years so some of our <laughs> development projects can be quite long um, yeah. uh, and that all depends on how high you set that bar so the higher that you set that bar in terms of performance the, the harder it is to achieve yeah. But the longer it takes, the harder it is to achieve, the more chance it is, is, is of being unique, yeah. um, which is kind of where we fit. Um, but yeah, performance is everything, but it's also no good having a product that has the best performance in the world if you can't use it. Yeah. So that's that's a key thing to me, is that it's that balance of ease of use yeah. and performance, and that's where we use other departments. So we have um, our global support team, we have our training, training guys who are very experienced in using products and their feedback is is absolutely valuable for yeah. us uh, as part of the development process so how would you qualify uh, i know we just spoke about performance there how would you qualify a, a new solution okay so i mentioned earlier that you know the investment in in testing capabilities and and so on so um we have lots of in-house ability to to determine performance adhesion testing yeah. immersion resistance and so on uh, and where possible we we test in in accordance with recognized standards so we're we, we're doing things by the book if you like so astms isos and so on um, they give you the the data that is is qualified and compa comparable across industry yeah. and the other thing to say is that um, r&d is absolutely cemented within our quality management process so we do get audited we we do get uh, uh, looked at by by the bsi and and, and so on um and i think so that that's actually something that i know uh we do have planned, we haven't recorded it yet, but a later episode of the podcast, we have a, a couple of our, our colleagues on who I think we're going to discuss the, the quality assurance and, and quality control side of things. Yeah, which uh, is we, which is absolutely fundamental to what yeah. we do. Quality is, is, is in everything is, is, is fundamental. So having that um, recognition that all parts of the business function that way and, and, and are approved under those yeah. quality systems uh, means the end user gets gets the product that they should be getting. Um, and, it, and it's really the the proof of that quality, isn't it? it it's yeah. having that data uh, and, and being able to demonstrate it is is 
And that is massively powerful for, for myself when I'm speaking to, to customers, just to show that, look, we've done all this testing and, and you know, it's the confidence uh, that the, the product is fit for purpose. Yeah, that's it. You don't have to believe us. The, the evidence is there. Yeah. Uh, and as I was saying, we do as much as we can in-house, but for some product ranges, uh, independence is everything. So we do work with external bodies, external test houses. We put our products through through their paces with... with um, with independent companies who uh, validate and verify our products, so we can touch on our super app um, products is, is a good example of that. Um, these are compliant um, pipe repair systems for safety critical environments. Yeah. It's absolutely essential that you don't just take our word for it, that yeah, it's yeah. safe and high performance. It's validated, it's approved, ASME, ISO yeah. and so on. It's just um, f- funny you bring up that example. Where that's another <laughs> episode okay. of the of the Belzer podcast that we'll be touching on uh, the, the compliant uh, composite pipe wraps and uh, yeah, so no, that's something to look forward to. But uh, but fantastic. Okay, so um, sorry, I cut into you halfway through a point there. That's all right. Anything else you want to add? That? Um, no, I, th- I think we're, I think we're there on testing. I think I think really. Um, you know, testing-wise and performance-wise, I think that is something that sets us apart. The amount of data, the yeah. amount of support we put in, and that, and again, that that is something that that I believe sets Bell's owner apart is that technical support that yeah. that we offer with the products. Um, you can look at competitor materials, some of which are are, are quite good, some of which not so good, but. Um, the level of data available on a tech data sheet from from some of our competitors is 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 scant. There's not much yeah. information there. I'm you know I'm aware of of uh, of companies that have high performance abrasion resistant systems with no abrasion resistance data, yeah. or high temperature uh, lining systems suitable up to 150 Celsius, but no testing to yeah. sort of prove that, that that's the case. So. Um, evidence data you know i guess this is the science this is what we are we're, we're chemists at heart really that's our training it's um it's about proof uh, and that and i think that's that's where we we um we stand out really um it does what it says yeah no it is a nice nice feeling for for me when a, a customer says oh we want to look at this solution can you send me across any testing you've got on abrasion and I can immediately send over a document which details four or five tests and results, you know, in accordance with with all the correct uh, uh, standards and approvals. And and yeah, it's the surprise sometimes that we get back in comparison with other products. It it's, it makes my job a lot easier. So so thank you for your work there. Uh, Appreciate that, that's that's good to know. But uh, I, I guess we always think we've got enough, but there's always something we haven't got. And and you know that's the other thing we do. We don't we don't just forget about a product once we've developed and released it, we continue to support it. So um, there are the many examples where extra data is needed. Well, yeah. we'll invest the time and the effort in doing that. So I said our primary responsibility and, and kind of goal is the next generation of products. So it's all about the product development side of things. Okay. But we, we, do, um, we do have projects that we deem technical service projects. And that really is about generating additional data and support material for the current product range. So, um, you know, products like uh, Belzone 5871, which was recently released, our cool-to-touch product, um, quite novel, uh, I believe. Um, We're continuing to generate data on that. Um, so 5871 is is our uh, cool to touch product it's the, the the pipe insulation coating 
Yes, it's that's right. uh, the the expanding foam. That's right. Yeah. Cozy. So uh, that that's one when I I mentioned earlier about some project projects taking quite quite a number of years to get there. This this was one that's uh, that's been a a long process. It's yeah. it's I believe quite unique. Uh, uh, in the market, um, it brings in hybrid technologies. Um, uh, it expands on cure, and yeah. you know it's not only cool to touch and insulating, but it's also a corrosion barrier. So this is this is where I was talking about setting the bar high. It couldn't, it can't be part of a system. It has to be the whole system. Yeah. So it brings in lots of um, lots of different performance characteristics to really set it apart from what 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 else is out there. But um, yeah. You know, in terms of that, we released with a lot of internal data, and and since since the initial launch, we started generating extra external data on on thermal conductivity, that that insulation performance, um, and uh, as it gets used more, and as we learn more, we'll we'll uh, uh, we'll look to to continue to do that, and and it's a product that's quite interested that we've we've both mentioned, cool to touch, yeah. um, and the focus always been on hot. It's interesting that. Um, there's a lot of opportunity out there which is very cold so yeah. anti-icing anti-condensation you know that wasn't the initial driver but you know it's it's something yeah. that 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 comes with with the with those insulation barrier properties what what would you say your favorite product that you've worked on is that's a, that's a tough question we've got we've got a lot as you mentioned on the range <laughs> I, I suppose um I guess rather than talking about actual favourite, I suppose for each chemist, kind of that that first launch always feels kind okay. of special. That's when you kind of make make your mark. Really, yeah. this is this is your your first step into producing products. So for me, a big stepping stone was was Belzona twelve twelve. That that okay. that's one that I I see as one of my my first development uh, products that that went to market and and was was a key success. So that's our surface tolerant uh, fast cure um, repair material. So sits in the thousand series um, and and extends that range uh, of products to to look at emergency repair in in, in non ideal uh, situations and. Um, and this is where we we do start to, to um, come out of the lab. So we were heavily involved with the product launch for that. We mm. we do the presentations and uh, and set up the the demos. So one thing that, that that's always tricky for a scientist, I guess, is trying to turn that product that data into something memorable and and showing performance in in a visual way. Um, so. You know, when we launched 1212, we we enlisted the help of a, a, a local strongman, um, yeah. and we set up a, a bit of a demo. So to to show that it was surface tolerant, we bonded a bracket together with with Bell's Owner 1212 that was oil and water contaminated, uh-huh. and then it's fast cure. So after a short period of time, that that bracket was then uh, put between two ropes, and our local strongman. Um, pulled a bus full of delegates using just that bracket so fast cure surface tolerant high strength you know um, and people remember seeing that they maybe don't remember what the adhesive strength was but they remember uh, (laughs) the visual aspect aspect. do you know interestingly enough back in in the first episode where we uh, interviewed mr joel svensson um i asked i put a very similar question what's his favorite product and and interestingly enough Belzona 1212. 
So okay. uh, if you know if owner, president, CEO is uh, his favourite product, and, and it's one that you've you know, oh, that's, that's always nice to know. Um, but <laughs> I, I think it 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 fits well, and it it it, um, it shows a lot of what we're good at. It builds in uh, lots of different um, performance benefits yeah. into one product. It is a single product that that can be used in a in a wide variety of applications. Yeah. So it, it's it's. Um, one product that does many things really and uh, fits well with that repair protect improve yeah. slogan absolutely. Um, <laughs> absolutely do you know what I, I, you probably have to listen back but I, th- I think it was described as magic 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 well, by joel so uh yes well i suppose you know chemistry and magic i guess in the in the old days um yeah magic is just something without the explanation yeah. isn't it so um yeah we're magicians <laughs> You are. For anybody uh, who's, who's interested in, in seeing that, um, I think we, we do actually have a, a video available on the Belzona YouTube channel where you can see the uh, the bus, which was filled by a, a number of Belzona employees, being pulled uh, by the, the, the strongman with Belzona 1212 acting as the, as the link. So, yeah, get on YouTube, have a look at that. Uh, highly recommend it. So... Um, <clears throat> We've spoken about the development of, of, of products and, and, and the processes attached to it. How do you see the general industry, the kind of coating industry, the the, the industry that, that Belzona is as a manufacturer? How do you see this general industry developing? So, for example, what, how do you what do you see happening with this type of technology in, in ten years' time? Okay, well, yeah, you know, it's always always tough to see the future, and I guess that's that's what we're always looking towards. We're looking yeah. towards products for for industry going forward. But um, if I had to to say where I see things going, I think sustainability is the is the word. Um, now, this is um, not only in product development, but also in the uh, the industries we serve. So I, I can see Belzona doing more work in, in renewable energy, um, solutions for, for wind power, uh, tidal energy, solar energy potential. Yeah. Potentially, you know, we, we have done a lot of work um, and have a lot of success with, with fossil fuel based industries. But mm-hmm. as, as the world changes, uh, we'll adapt as well. So we, we, have, um, we have had success with, with, uh, with wind power and we'll continue to look there. Yeah. Um, the other the other aspect obviously is is sustainability in in the raw materials in the ingredients we choose. Um, so renewable feedstocks potentially is is something we can look into. But um, I think it's important to to sort of uh, recognise that bio based doesn't necessarily mean um, sustainable. Okay. Um, so I think a good example of that is is palm oil. So palm oil, natural, uh, natural uh, product, um, you grow it. Um, but if you look environmentally at, at what, what the palm oil industry has done to, to rainforests and so on, you, you can't class that as sustainable. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we have to recognize that bio-based uh, feedstocks are great, but that's only good if that, that's a renewable um, resource. We, we don't want to be making the environment worse um, uh, just for that tagline of, of bio-based. It has to be truly sustainable and, and renewable. Um, I don't think we're quite there yet. Some of the renewable materials that, that, that we know are available, it would be too much of a sacrifice in performance for, for some of our systems. But um, 
there's investment there and uh, we'll continue to, to keep an eye on it. What about, um, and again, you, you're the expert in this, uh, Belzona, in terms of that new technologies, I've, I've heard of self-healing coatings, nanotechnology, antibacterial stuff. Do you, do you see any of these being a, a big focus in, in the future? Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of buzzwords thrown about. And um, uh, um, but yeah, yeah, certainly new technologies is at the core of what we do. Um, personally, I, I see um, hybrids being quite important to us. So synergy. So looking at, uh, at taking um separate technologies that on their own have have benefits uh, and bringing these together to to sort of make something that that's greater than some of it the some of its parts okay. um so you know um yeah merging technologies hybrid resins that that kind of thing um you know at one point nanotechnology was all the rage <laughs> and so on and people would just put it in there and not really know what it what it what it was for um, so what we will always look to do is we'll we'll investigate those those innovative new raw materials, but it has to be worthwhile. It has to do something that we can't currently do. But yeah, um, yeah we're we're going to keep we keep looking. You know, it's it's a it's it's a big part of our our brief um, is to continue to look for innovative and, and new new materials. So we. We're always in contact with suppliers. We're always looking for what's coming next. We want to hear about it as soon as possible. There are trade shows which we attend. Um, there's journals we read. We do patent research. Um, we're, we're always going to be interested in what uh, academia is doing. You know, if they're they're writing papers on on uh, uh, new technologies and new chemistries, um, we might not be able to use them straight away until they're commercialised. But getting that heads up and starting to think about how we might be able to exploit that in the future is, is always worthwhile. We we need to stay one step ahead. Yeah, great. So in terms of future development for products for Belzona, what, is there any sneaky peeks, any hints of, of potential future solutions that, that are currently in the development stage you could you Give us a little preview for. Uh, well, I suppose I could give you a little bit. I don't think we want to. <laughs> we want to show you everything. Um, but I, I think I mentioned renewable and, and sustainable before. So uh, we're going to be looking at um, additional solutions for for the wind power industry. Yeah. Um, we've also touched on on twelve twelve, which is surface technology. Uh, surface. Um, tolerant technology Um, so we're going to be looking to combine our know-how and expertise with with surface tolerance uh, with our ability to to produce high performance uh, composite repairs so uh, that's that's another avenue uh, we're we're exploring Um, and you know the other the other things that we'll we'll continue to look at behind the scenes are those reformulations we mentioned looking at at boosting boosting performance but uh, don't want to give away too much because it's always nice to have a bit of a surprise. But uh, uh, yeah, th- there's plenty going on, and um, uh, we're hoping that that 2021 will be another successful year for for R and D. Um, and we've already got a couple of new products uh, lined up, hopefully for release back end of quarter one, start of quarter two. So um, yeah, it's not that far away. Great, sounds very 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 exciting. So formulation, clearly very important to us. How do we go about protecting them? 
So it's a very good question. So um, absolutely right. Our our formulations are, are are absolutely critical to us. It's our intellectual property. It's uh, ultimately what makes the product um, special and and different. Um, you know, we we choose the finest ingredients. You know, that that's part of it. Um, and we don't want um, people getting hold of that because we we don't want uh, uh, imitators to be able to create absolute equivalents of our product. Um, so the the answer is really is we keep it in house uh, most of the time. So um, we project our formulations and um, and we don't declare uh, anything that that we don't need to. Obviously, we we have to share safety information, um, which is an important part of what we do. But um, the actual ingredients uh, and the levels of those ingredients in each product and and how it how it all comes together is 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 our master formulation and that, and that's controlled. Um, Historically, we've we've uh, we've we've had a, a patent or two here and there, but it's it's not something that um, that we see as a, a a big part of 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 the Bell's owner future. I don't think. I think it's much better to to keep that 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 hidden and um, and and keep it in house rather than sharing information in a patent and having to be too specific about its 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 end use and ultimately patents have a lifetime and uh, after the patents expired um you know anyone can can enter that business yeah that that's that <clears throat> sneaky secretive side of uh, the r&d department then yeah. <laughs> the well that's it and and you know and and we go back to um experience knowledge and i think i mentioned that collectively we've we've got 90 years of, of experience at, at bell's owner we keep people people are yeah. important the knowledge they have is important and um we we, you know, we nurture people we grow them we want to keep them you know the the r d department uh you know the the team is is, is really important and uh, the last thing we want is is them uh, moving on to to another coating composite company um we'd, we'd much rather uh keep them here and continue to grow them and uh and build that ne- next generation of products and um knowledge transfer is a is a big part of what we do we we upskill our, our people and uh, hopefully the, the future's bright for Bell's owner. Well, Jason, thank you so much for for coming on. Uh, absolute pleasure and I've learned a lot actually. Um, so, and I, and I think that, that pretty much wraps it up for, for, for today. Uh, for everyone listening, we hope you've, you've enjoyed today's episode and enjoyed the discussion here with, with Jason. Please don't forget to like or subscribe so you do not miss out on any future Belzona content. Uh, thank you, Jason, for, for joining me today. Yeah, thank, thanks for having me. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. It's, it's always good to, to just uh, share some experiences. And uh, yeah, and I hope uh, a few people have learned a few things about, uh, about what we do, but hopefully I haven't given away too many secrets. <laughs> um, Jason, thank you very much. Uh, until next time, goodbye. Okay, goodbye. 